If you want to really succeed on YouTube, and I mean really succeed, you need two elements. You need clear focus and amazing research. On today's episode, we're going to show you how to do both. Welcome to Tube Talk, the show dedicated to helping you become a better video creator so you can get more views, subscribers, and build your audience. Brought to you by vidIQ. Download for free at vidIQ.com. And welcome to another episode of Tube Talk. My name is Liron Segev. I am a tech blogger, a YouTuber, and the director of customer success here at vidIQ, where it's all about helping you grow, helping you get those subscribers, helping you get those views. And today I'm very excited to be speaking with Chris Sharp. He is the co-creator and CEO of a channel called Yoga with Adrian. This channel has nearly 5 million subscribers and probably more by the time you hear this episode. Chris clearly understands his focus. He clearly understands how to get his videos seen by the right audience. And he's going to share all that information with us, including a 30-day challenge. Chris, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. I've been listening to this podcast for what seems like years. So it's an honor to be on. Can't be more excited to get you on here. So Chris, kind of give us like the two-second overview, Chris, in a tweet so people can kind of get an idea of where you fit in and a bit of your background. And then before we kind of delve in into what you have to share with us. Sure. My background is as an independent filmmaker, director, and cinematographer. When I realized that I couldn't make a living doing that, I started dipping my toes in YouTube and that really took off. And my life has been um, pretty much YouTube only ever since with Yoga with Adrian being my main project. And how long ago was this? How long did you start so, this journey? Uh, we, I started the journey in 2010 with my first channel, which was Hila Cooking, a cooking channel back before the cooking, mark, cooking niche was so, so glutted. Uh, <laughs> we, we did a cooking channel and did really well with that. I wanted to see if I, once that channel became a success, I wanted to see if I could replicate what we'd done with that channel. And I reached out to another one of my friends who was Adrian Mishler and asked if she would be interested in hosting a yoga channel. So we started that channel in 2012. And um, so here we are, about to hit 5 million subscribers. Wow. That's, that, that's some, that is some serious journey. Yeah. <laughs> um, so tell me about that conversation that you had with Adrian. Just kind of how did that go? You say, hey, I've got this thing called a camera. There's this thing called you. <laughs> you have a yoga mat. I think we could do something. Well, it, she knew she was following Hyla Cooking because we were all friends from the theater uh-huh. community, theater and film community there in Austin. So, and I'd worked with Adrian on a, a film project and wanted to work with her again. So after, so she knew what we were doing with Hyla Cooking. So I just reached out and said, "Hey, I want to do another channel to see if I can replicate this and maybe even do it faster." You know, as far as the growth goes, mm-hmm. uh, would you be? And she was a yoga teacher, so I'm like, "Would you be interested in teaching yoga on camera?" And we'll build this channel around it, and we'll keep it you know, in sync and um, congruent with your values and your personality and your style. And we'll, we'll see what happens. And she was interested. It took us about a year from that point to actually get the cameras rolling, uh, just figuring out what it was going to be called and, and what all we were going to do with it. So then once we started, we just, we just went for it. Okay. So it sounds like a year is a long time. I mean, when you tell people these days that it takes a while to build a brand and a while to build a channel, and they kind of think a while is 48 to 72 hours. You're talking about you spend a year in the planning, a year just to get your channel focused, to know who your audience is going to be. Yeah, well, that that year was, you know, it wasn't like a dedicated year spent. Of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, but but we, we'd meet up every few months and, and 
and talk and talk about it. And some of it was our schedules aligning and just like everything else, you know, cause the high cooking was really going strong at that time. And mm-hmm. Adrian is, is an, is a working actor also. So she had projects going on. So some of it was, you know, it was like, we were both thinking about it the whole time and we would occasionally have meetings and then we just got to a point where, okay, we've got this, let's go. Right. So, so now you have the go, you have the green light. Mm-hmm. Where do you start? Well, I, and we did this with Hyla Cooking too, but my background, after I couldn't make the independent filmmaker thing work out financially for myself, I was basically unemployable and had no decent job history or <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't know what to do. I just knew that I couldn't make the money that I needed. And this was around 2008, right? As the recession was hitting and there weren't very many jobs. So I just kind of hunkered down and figured out I was going to learn how to do this internet stuff. And uh, I started learning about search engine optimization and that type of thing, which led to really went deep into search engine optimization and was able to get a job because of that. And once I had the job, then I started the YouTube stuff. But because, because of this, deep dive into search engine optimization that I'd done. When we started the Highly Cooking channel, I did some keyword research and I identified, I made a list basically of a hundred keywords that I thought that we could go after. And then I shared that with Hyla and she picked the ones that she wanted to do recipes on. And that was like, because we didn't have an advertising budget. So that was the big, that was really what got the, those channels, that channel going. So I replicated that for yoga with Adrian and did keyword research in yoga and related um, topics in that niche. And then I shared the list with Adrian and we kind of picked what we thought were going to be, first of all, the good ones to go after, but also um, in the early days, we really wanted to focus on the foundational yoga poses. So our first year was basically getting the foundations of a series called the foundations of yoga, which are the core poses that you need to learn and put together into sequences. So it was like keyword. And then after we got those done, it was, it was very keyword driven, such as things like yoga for beginners, beginners, yoga, weight loss, yoga, yoga for weight loss, that type of thing. So we used the keywords as a base and then built the content on top of that. Well, which is a smart strategy. I mean, this is YouTube at the end of the day is a search engine. So people are going into YouTube, into Google, and they're asking those questions. So if you're able to provide the exact solution for what they're looking for, boom, that's going to win matches made in heaven and you get all these eyeballs on your site, which is super. Totally. And that's, that's our approach. And I, I like that people, there seems to be a trend towards, rather than calling it search engine optimization, answer engine optimization. And I really like that because we want all of our videos to be the, answers, the answer to someone's question. Uh, because I feel like when people are typing something into the search box, you know, for this type of thing, it's like, how do I do this? Or uh, I'm looking for yoga for weight loss. I'm looking for yoga for bad wrists or yoga for a sore lower back. So that's, that's what we begin with the potential viewer in mind before we create the content. Okay, perfect. So you, you know it's going to deliver because somebody has asked that question. How do you go about kind of finding those questions? Do you have a specific technique that you use? How do you do your keyword research? Well, I, my, my technique is somewhat haphazard. <laughs> I know people <laughs> that, have, that have very like elaborate systems, but I, you know, I do use vidIQ primarily as, as my keyword research tool for YouTube. I also use hrefs or a refs mm-hmm. however it's pronounced right. so I'll, I'll, I'll just go in with um a, I'll, i'm always keeping a list of ideas of things that 
they're in the, that are in the back of my head, then I'll take my notebook, I'll put all these keywords in and just see kind of what the volume is. And a lot of times I find that what I thought the phrase was is not what the people are actually typing in. Oh, okay, so, that's key. So, yeah, that's so it really, that, that part really helps, yeah. So you say that you, kind of, you go in maybe with a certain idea, like best poses for weight loss, as an example. Yeah. Uh, and then you see that the search volume for that exact phrase is maybe not as high as you thought. But if you change it up a little bit, maybe then more aligned with what people are searching, then that makes all the difference. Absolutely. Yeah. So we definitely do that on every video. Cool. And how do you kind of know how to rephrase your question or your search of what people are searching for? Do you just play around with keys and hope for the best or? Usually what I do, and I'm even, even though I consider myself good at, at this stuff, I, I'm, you know, there's people that take it to a much higher level than I do. Um, so I'll, I'll just look, usually there's some very similar keywords or keyword right. phrases right around that one that have higher volume. And then that's an indicator to me that someone is looking for, um, weight loss yoga poses as opposed to rest poses for weight loss. So if that one's significantly higher, um, we'll go with that one. So now that you have your question, so now we know that that is the exact phrase people are are searching for. You know, you can easily make content around that. It falls in line with your brand and what your channel's all about. How closely do you stick to that when it comes to using that as your title or using those in the descriptions? I will say we stick to it about 75% of the time now, you know, we have the luxury now of having a significantly significant audience. So, um, you know, sometimes it's a little awkward and we would rather make now that we have, now that we're actually serving an audience that we know, you know, when you start out, you have no idea what your (laughs) audience is going to be like or what, so you have, you have to start somewhere. So now we know the things that are going to resonate with our audience and they're not always things that have a high volume as far as keywords go. So as far as search volume goes, so, you know, 70, we try to make 75% of our videos keyword based on, on, on the research. And then the other are really just there to serve to the community. And they use the terminology that our language, that our community uses. So, you know, so they pick it up and it resonates really well with them. But you kind of found your groove in here. Was there anything specific that really kind of triggered them? I mean, was it, was it just learn the poses and then it kind of developed from there or was there a different approach to getting your channel to be the authority? I will say we, we had, it took us a long, you know, and we talked about how long it takes earlier, but it really took two years of consistently posting every week before we were seeing, before it started to feel like this was worth it from wow. a number standpoint. Right. <laughs> so, so the thing that really triggered it was in in January of, I believe, 2015, yeah, January 2015, we we decided we were going to do a 30 days of yoga series. So every day in January, there was a new new video. So we weren't really, and and we didn't even, you know, the, the, the trending thing keyword driven was 30 day yoga challenge, but we didn't like the use of the word challenge as it related to yoga because it seemed competitive and we wanted everyone to feel like they're a part of it. They're doing this together. So that would have been the keyword thing to go for 30 day yoga challenge, but uh-huh. we didn't, we went with 30 days of yoga. So we did a video every day, the month of January. And at the beginning we, and we also did a daily email that went along with it. So we got people to sign up for our email list and then we would like mail every day, driving traffic to that video. And on the landing page, it was, we had ways for people to share that with their friends. And we were like, everything's, you know, this will be much more fun with friends. So like tag your friends and share this. So that is the thing that really was the tipping point for the channel. And um, because we got people involved 
we really fed the community through that. Mm-hmm. And um, that, that's what I really attribute the, the thing that was kind of the tipping point for, for a lot of growth. So up until that, that kind of point before you had your 30-day challenge, could you remember offhand what your subscriber count was at that stage? It was probably around 200,000. Okay, so already a fair size. You've got a nice community. They kind of they like your content. They keep coming back. But then obviously the 30 days have appealed to a much, much, much larger audience who was just going to commit to that. Right. You say, you, know, you speak a lot of kind of the landing page and being able to tag your friends or share it with your friends. Was your strategy to drive people not straight to the YouTube channel, but to a landing page and then kind of get them to the YouTube channel or... Correct. Yeah. So our, our goal is always to, we want people to like stay on YouTube. You know, we've experimented with, with driving people to our website and versus driving them straight to YouTube and we like driving them straight to YouTube. So they stay in that ecosystem, Mm -hmm. but we did build an external landing page and we made a video. So we made a video announcement in YouTube and drove them to a landing page that was just like a simple, um, WordPress page with a, with an opt-in like very, very simple. <laughs> and, um, like give us your email address and we'll keep you posted. It was, yeah. Everything. Yeah. So, so they would enter their email address. And then once, once that was done, it would take them to a thank you page that said, awesome, you're in, here's what you can expect. Here's what's going to happen and invite your friends with, and then we included some social sharing buttons below that. And then of awesome. course we like promoted that page across our, our social platforms as well. But you drove them not to your YouTube page. You first drove them to a landing page, got them excited, and then everything else from that point was all about the YouTube uh, channel as a whole, right? Correct. Yeah, and we didn't. We actually didn't do any advertising or remarketing either. So Ooh. it was all it was all based on like a vlog type video on YouTube. So kind of started yeah. on YouTube. The audience saw it there. And we bounced them to a landing page, and then from then, once they once they have signed up and shared with their friends or whatever, all the other communications will be driving them straight to the YouTube channel. Yeah, but what a pleasure that is, is being able to control your own notifications. Now you have, you have your customers or potential customers or at least interested people. You've got their email address. You're giving them value. You can decide when to drive people to your site or to your YouTube channel as opposed to just hoping for that YouTube notification actually works this time. Definitely. That's yeah, the e- email has been a key component. So that, that, our, our goal with the 30 Days of Yoga series was can we just like, boost this channel somehow, like increase the subscribers and, and the watch time, but also can we grow our mailing list? Because we, we do a weekly um, email um, that promotes that, that, that week's video still, and we have about half a million people on our email list. So that helps us, that, that gives us an advantage every week when we can show up in people's inboxes with a nice letter, putting the video in some sort of context rather than it just popping up in YouTube. Yeah, and regardless of how many systems we've come through, no matter how many new social platforms there are or different apps that have popped up on the scene, there's one constant, and that's email. That's the one thing we check every single time, and that's the one thing you need to sign up to all these darn systems anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you can you can knock it, but uh, it's you know it is what it is, and it works <laughs> great for us. So yeah, and we've. You know, it's, I love YouTube. Like if YouTube, it would have been around when I was a, a kid, I would have been like all over it. And I, and I, I, and I love it. And, you know, everyone gets frustrated with it from time to time, but I think it's just such an amazing thing that it even exists. But with that being said, I'm conscious that they can change their mm-hmm. algorithm 
I've always, I've never like depended on, I, I've never like set the business up to depend on AdSense revenue because I feel like that could go away at a whim. So we've built other revenue streams. You know, I love YouTube as a distribution platform, but we've yes. always tried to not depend on them doing the hard work for us. I'm just yeah. glad that they get our videos to an audience at this point. And, and that is the perfect, perfect way to do it. It's, it's a pleasure to be able to have a system. You don't have to invest into hardware. You don't have to invest into tech support. You don't have to invest into infrastructure. You're literally using somebody else's all technology for your benefit. The fact that they happen to throw you a couple of bucks because of AdSense should be a pleasure. It should be a welcome mm-hmm. gift. It's not a right, which is why so many people are just going about this the wrong way around. I demand my AdSense to be instated at 4,000 hours. Okay, cool. What are you going to do with your entire $2.48? You know, yeah. it's just not much anyway, but they're giving it to you uh, as their way of saying, thank you for uploading your content. They're there to make money. They have their revenue models. So talk to us about revenue models that you do have, because you're saying AdSense is, 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 a, is a gravy. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much. But it's not how you set up your business. Your business has got other revenue streams. Are you able to talk to some of those? Absolutely. Our, our core, you know, so we, in addition to the YouTube channel, we have a subscription video on demand service, which is basically like a membership site, but it works on apps and works on your Apple TV and your Roku and all of that stuff. So we, we also produce weekly content that's exclusively for that. It, it contains our entire library, um, plus the standalone courses that, we, you know, we used to do standalone courses and would sell those transactionally. And we still do to a certain extent, but really our focus is on our membership platform. Mm-hmm. So that's like our primary revenue driver. And then, as I mentioned, we also sell standalone courses that are like, okay, here, like for an example, here's a power yoga course that's about like, 10 videos and it's all about power yoga. It's mixing yoga with some high intensity interval training and it's much more heavily produced and has this awesome music and everything like that. But you, the idea is for it to be consumed and used as its own thing. And it just doesn't really, it's not the type of content that would work for us on YouTube. So people can buy that individually or get it as part of of the subscription. And then we also have um, through Shopify, we do merchandise of, Mm -hmm. We've got like a bunch of t-shirts some necklace bags, different things like that. And then we'll do live events, which initially were a money loser because we had to figure out how live events worked. And now thanks thanks to some experience, that's become a um, revenue generator as well. So every other year we'll do a tour. Um, This year we're just doing a couple of big events, but um, so the live events are another revenue stream too. Wow. And speaking of live, do you use any like live streaming in your arsenal of tools? We've, we've live streamed once. But, uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and it's, yeah. it's really, it really just comes down to the fact that we do so much traveling, whether it's for shooting or live events or different things like that, that it's mm-hmm. become difficult to do live streaming in the way that we really want to implement it. But it's, it's definitely there and something that we have a good plan for once our real world, r- real world schedule um, allows right. for it. Okay. So world domination is going to come in the term of live streaming. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> we, we think um, of it more as bringing the world together even more. We're not trying to dominate. We're trying to. Like, I, I like the approach. So it's not a challenge. It's inclusive. Okay. I get mm-hmm. you. <laughs> totally. Totally. 
And I, I will say, I will take a little detour and say, like, I think that's the, when we started this channel, we intentionally designed it for people that would never go to, would probably never go to a live yoga class, whether that's because of cost mm. or whether that's because of body image issues or schedule or whatever. It's just, there's a, there was a whole segment of people out there that sure. never felt comfortable going to a yoga class. So we wanted to reach those people and give them these tools so they could put together um, a home yoga practice without having to go to yoga class. Now, a lot of those people have gone through our videos and come to our live events and now they do go to yoga classes in, right. uh, in real life. So, so we, we definitely kind of went after a market that I felt wasn't being served. Oh, and I love that because there's so many people who are, are simply afraid, embarrassed, whatever, whatever the anxiety issue is, but it's an issue and, it's, and we have to acknowledge it. This way, if I can know what the positions are called and kind of do them to a certain degree before I walk, I'm going to be much more comfortable walking into a class at a certain point. Totally. So that's our audience. That's, that's who our core audience was starting out. And that's still who we look at as our people were going out there to reach. And then we, we do have more advanced stuff so that we can take them on this, on this journey. But yeah, that's, that's, I think that's what sets us apart from a lot of the other yoga channels out there. So it seems like focus was quite a big focus. <laughs> I don't know mm -hmm. how else to say this. Yeah. But focus, focus was a big focus for you. So the more targeted and pinpoint accuracy that you had in your search, in your SEO, in your content, well, therefore it drove a very specific niche audience, which is clearly big enough around the world to, to get, to get an entire business coming out of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At which, it. Point, <laughs> <laughs> at which point did you kind of decide that it's time to do some paid for classes, paid for merchandise, paid for courses, over the free stuff that people are getting online? Well, we started that in the second year because our YouTube channel was making no money. I mean, we had less than, it, it, was, it was really looking like it wasn't going to take off after we'd done it for about a year, as strange as that seems now looking back. So it really seemed like it wasn't going to take off. And I felt bad, you know, like I, I wanted, you know, neither one of us was in a great financial place at the time. And, um, I was, so my idea was let's do, let's do a course that we sell and just see what happens. And if it, if it makes money, then we'll, we'll take that as a sign that we're moving in the right direction. So in 2014, we put out a course, we put together a course called reboot. That was a four video. Mm -hmm. Four, four videos and, and with a calendar and like a little ebook that went with it that wasn't available on the YouTube channel. And, and then, I mean, I think it made like $10,000 or something like that, which, which at the time right. we absolutely couldn't believe that was more than we'd made mm -hmm. for, for doing this thing for over a year. So that was kind of an indicator. And that also, we had a we, we set up a private Facebook group to go along with that. And that was kind of the beginning of cultivating this, community nice. so then that community became it was just such a great experience like interacting with the people in in that group that were doing these videos every day together and that then we're like okay we're gonna like do more of these courses and we're gonna like continue to cultivate this community and make it bigger and better and, and healthier and as we did more courses um you know i didn't even know how to deliver a digital course at that time it wasn't like quite as easy back then <laughs> even though it wasn't that long ago so uh, then the opportunity started coming up to do a subscription service. So we thought, okay, let's just bundle all of our stuff together and, and put it together like a Netflix style thing for yoga. Right. And then 
as that began to grow, we really liked it and we, we liked what was happening there. And so this year or last year we started new exclusive content for that every week. So. Wow. Okay. So, I mean, it's understanding the audience, understanding what they want from you, why they're there in the first place, listening to them, providing them more to a point where they're willing to give you money. In fact, they want to give you money. Mm -hmm. They want to support you. They're part of they're part of this now. Let me ask you this, Chris. What has got you like super excited now as far as the platform is concerned, YouTube, the business is concerned? What's going like what's the big thing? I'm really ex personally excited about YouTube TV and and how YouTube starts working into that and like just to see like you know it's interesting you bring up the community thing because I watch almost all of the YouTube videos that I watch on via my Apple TV. So I don't see the community components, but mm -hmm. I think that they actually like really nailed what they did with, with YouTube TV. And I'm interested to see how the YouTube component of that can start becoming a bigger part of YouTube TV rather than the networks. So that has me really excited. Um, I think the potential there is, is huge. And I think that Google and YouTube are particularly positioned to continue to make that great. So that's, that's the latest thing that I've been excited about just seeing how how YouTube competes in this new landscape that's coming up once we have all these like streaming video on demand channels. Right. Uh, so that's that's what's got me kind of excited. Well, of course, technology is, is becoming less and less of a barrier. Internet connectivity is becoming more proliferant everywhere around the world. Um, not, not everywhere has 4Gs and 5Gs, obviously, mm -hmm. but right. it's definitely kind of coming... Do you have like a specific mobile strategy for those countries that, uh, you know, like South Africa, Africa is very much mobile first, India as well, maybe mobile only, in fact. Are you, do you have a different approach to mobile versus desktop? Not currently, but we are currently working with some partners on getting more efficiently into those countries that you mentioned, including a few others. Mm -hmm. And it's, we're just, we're just very, very in, in the very early days. And there's, there's like, um, like we're interested in localizing yes. our videos for non-English speaking countries. Uh, so that's, so we're working through that process right now. That's about as far as it, that's, a, that's about as much as I can like firmly say right now. Fully get it. Okay. So uh, the point is you're thinking bigger than today. It's mm -hmm. you, you've clearly got your eyes on short, medium and long-term goals. Yeah. I, I, actually we've built the way that this, that we've structured this business um, we look at YouTube more as a marketing channel. Uh, so it's, it's great. It's our top like marketing channel. And it's, it's also like a great, you know, I don't, it's not like strict marketing because we're reaching the people that we want to reach with what, with, with our message. But right. if, if YouTube went away from a financial perspective, we would still be okay. Cause we've built all I mean, the other you, things around it. I mean, obviously you're making revenue from AdSense. I mean, but the point you're making is we're okay. We have, yeah, and, we have plans. And if I, um, just based on my, like for, for me, if I could turn off ads and be consistent, be confident that my ranking would still be the same, <laughs> yes. uh, we, we, we would consider doing that actually to make the oh, experience wow. better there for people. But like based on my tests, when I turn ads off, it doesn't, I, I lose my rankings. So the, so the, so the ads are even there for kind of, a, and I'm not trying to like play down the money side of it. We, of course. we just really look at it as like, this is where people are going to find us. So I'm going to do whatever I can on YouTube so that people can find our stuff. Yeah, it's a holistic approach. It's, it's a business. Uh, and mm -hmm. did you go into this with a business in mind or did you go into this with let's make some channels, maybe we'll make some money eventually. 
Actually, um, we just wanted to quit our day jobs and get back to making movies on the side. You know, we, we thought these would um, just be, we didn't think that either one of the channels would get as big or as time consuming as they have become. But the interesting thing with Yoga with Adrian is that I, it, I've seen with my own eyes, like what a positive impact it's had on the world. So, so my, my idea, first of all, was like, let's, let's get to together. We'll make this small channel. We'll quit our day jobs and make movies <laughs> in our, in our spare time. Right. Rough. <laughs> um, and then, then it was a matter of like, okay, I need to make this thing sustainable as a business. And then once I realized that it was sustainable as a business and seemed to be solid and just big enough and just efficient enough to really run on its own you know now it runs like a, a, a machine almost right. that was when i was able to focus on okay really the important thing to me is i i do believe that what we're doing is is incredibly important and having a massively positive impact on people probably more so than anything else i'll ever do so now our decisions are driven by how do we impact more people with what we're doing gotta love it it's 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 such a great story where you were doing what you wanted i mean and you were smart enough to make a right turn when you needed, you zig when you needed to, you zag when you needed to, just to get it to a certain point where you, you could kind of take a step back and go, wow, this is actually a thing. It's scalable. We have a distribution platform. People love it. We're going to give them more of it. Uh, and by the way, make a living doing it. What a mm -hmm. better way. Well, there is no better way to live, I suppose. Yeah, uh, I, I, I agree. I'm very happy. <laughs> like I, I'm, I feel very blessed or lucky or whatever term you choose to use. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I hear you. Uh, so kind of before we, we, we wrap up, it's a kind of a, a question I have for you, especially kind of the space that you're in and the conversation we've had. If you could put one thing on a big billboard in Times Square or a tweet that everybody would see, or a Facebook post that everybody would see, the entire world will see it. What message would it say? Uh, it would say, do yoga with Adrian.com. I love it. <laughs> marketing is marketing, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spoken like a true business person. <laughs> All right, Chris, thank you. And if somebody wants to come find your channel, obviously um, it's do a quick search for yoga with Adrian. Yep. There's social media channels to get in, to get in touch with you. Plug myself moment is here. Go for yeah, it. Yeah. So my, my website is chrissharp.com and that's like Chris Sharp. Sharp is with an E dot com. And I've actually like put together a if anyone's interested in like I'm I'm kind of pivoting more towards like I'm getting a lot of like personal um reward uh, person just like personal satisfaction from like helping people out and like teaching some of these techniques. So I have put together like a little 30 days of yoga um, case study, like how we do all that stuff in a lot more detail. So they can go to uh, chrissharp.com slash tube talk and like download that for free. If, if you're interested in how we do the landing pages and the email and all that kind of stuff. And then on Twitter, I'm C sharp. So of course we're going to have all these links in the show notes. We're going to have all this information so you can consume it, replicate it, but be focused, have a plan in mind. The whole, the old adage of if you, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And Chris's story is all about understanding the audience, understanding what works, trying a lot of stuff, doing more of the stuff that works, and really looking at us as a holistic approach. So if one of those wheels buckles out, you've still got the others to, to carry you through. Good messages, lots of valuable information. Chris, thank you for very much for hanging out and being so open and sharing with us. Thanks for having me. 
And for the rest of you listening on us, hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast application. Leave us a review. Give this video five stars or six stars. I've no idea how many stars are up to these days. And then, of course, feel free to share this with at least one other person that you know is currently struggling to get their focus, get their zen. See, I made a yoga joke. <laughs> get their zen in and really kind of get their channel to where they need to get to. Pay it forward because at the end of the day, we're one big creator community. Chris, thank you one more time. We'll talk to you soon. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tube Talk brought to you by vidIQ. Head over to vidIQ.com slash Tube Talk for today's show notes and previous episodes. Enjoy the rest of your video making day.